Universe, it's 6.50 a.m. on this, the 2nd of December, and um, my attempts to force this final episode into uh, the November 30th release, as it were, to finish out, do you have a point in November? Well, looks like it took till December to figure that out. So my point is, I didn't want to end this with the chaotic, yet terribly unlistenable diatribe I started at 11.50 on the 30th, and then picked up again somewhere at 3 in the morning, I believe, Um, and then picked up again, well... Let's just say that there's only one listenable part, and it's not really that listenable. But I do discuss a dream that I've had, that I had, that has been with me ever since. And uh, so, in rare weight, dude, I thought you don't edit shit fashion. Yeah, 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 I don't. But I do sometimes cut out shit that is just terrible. Um, 99% of the time, that's for unlistenability issues like handling my phone. But there are times when either I have done five recordings in two days, I have gotten four hours sleep in that entire time, and I'm going for a sixth recording? Who wants to listen to that? Nobody's in a state of mind to present anything of value over the course of anything resembling the kind of time I spend. Blah, 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 blah. So... When I listen back to those, and I can't even pull something of value out of it, mostly what I hear in there is lost rambling and disconnected thought. Well, why subject you to that? So, here it is. There will be a recording. It will forever be known as Recording F that I just have decided sucks, so you don't get to hear it. Maybe I'll release it someday as, this was the shittiest recording of my life. Or, let's say this. If I ever record something I think is less interesting, I'll release them both, and then there can be a vote. Me, the cat, and the dog represent three people voting, so somebody's going to win this thing. Alright. Yeah, you're right. I should. Piping up it is. At 2.50 on the tape. And all that grunting you hear in the background is Phoebe going after peanut butter. That's not like anything untoward. But the reason that I say uh, the time often is it keeps me from having to explain that I don't edit. Because if my times are syncing up, then obviously I'm not editing anything. So on the ones where my time isn't syncing up, yeah, usually I cut something because of unlistenability in the handling of the phone, the position of the microphone, my shirt being in the way, the microphone not being in my shirt, the microphone being in my shirt. I mean, you name it. I've made every mistake you can make personally recording something. And as one of those oh-so-appropriate backslap lessons in life, here I sit with the phone propped on my table in the most simple and yet, in my opinion, consistently listenable position I've ever discovered. That includes using every plug-in device that you can put into a Samsung Galaxy S4. Did I mean to say it like that? Probably not. But here we are, right? 53. 
We were almost at 353 on the 53, but this is going to be the fourth episode that gets all the way to the 53rd. Wait, fourth series that gets all the way to the 53rd. So it seems appropriate to me that at 4.53, we should have a moment of silence celebrating the fact that if you're thinking I was going to believe in myself doing 212 of these over the course of a year, well, yeah, oh, we missed 4.20. Oh, God, I hate when I miss an easy joke. All right. So focused on 4.53 was I that I totally blew through 4.20. Well, I don't know about blew through it, but... There's always 420 celebration in my life. Who had to concoct the time to get high? It's always time to get high. So let's take off our hats. Let's turn our faces toward the corner of the room and let's observe that moment of silence for 453. Okay, so Phoebe didn't want to play, but if you take the fact that she didn't get into the peanut butter during that period of time, I say she actually did observe it. Was the Yum Yum Tree a national chain, or was that just here in Denver? I mean, am I the only person in the universe that even has that question, let alone gives a shit if there's an answer? Okay, I feel like we're <clears throat> probably one short on this, and uh, having already seen the Golden Goat in my blue dream, I, I think I'm going to go for some carnage here. I mean, why not, right? Episode 53? Let's get carnage with the train wreck. Live batter. No loss of pause. Because I was waiting for Phoebe to finally finish that sucker. And uh, I think we're there. Now, by nature, hitting the pause button is editing. But the reasons I hit the pause button are four or five. One, I have something outside of the pause universe getting my attention. Like, I'm burning cookies. Two... I have to do something untoward, like blow my nose, cough, go to the bathroom. Three, I have to go find something, like a list or something else. And four, because I'm saying things that I don't understand as I'm speaking them, so I've got to shut my mouth and figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. Like this one. Unpause. Oh, and I'm sure there's like five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, but... Let's just start with those. Did I give you four? Maybe three. Maybe six. Maybe eleven. No, I didn't give you eleven. But I did notice that I paused on 628. Ba-boom! Pause. So, in ways I'm stupid, losing stuff is top of the list. Well, no, that can't be top of the list. I cheated on every girlfriend I ever had. So, wouldn't that be... That's definitely dumber than the ways I lose stuff. But the way I lost this for 36 hours, I have a variety of telephones because I need a variety of responses from them. And the one that plays my entertainment, I couldn't find, I couldn't find, I couldn't find. Well, it's been under the bed attached to the goddamn charger. It just was out of eyesight. I mean, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. That is dumb. All right, 728, 731, 2, 3. We're back. Should we just stay this time? Do we have enough uh, kicking around the morning routines to have gotten to the point we can stay? Well, it's now 7.07, so obviously it's time for one of these. Oh. And no, that's not a beer. That's a Zima. 
<laughs> oh, only if we're on the golf course. And mm, only if we're in the 90s. <clears throat> Maybe the aughts. A little bit of the aughts. Certainly the first half of the aughts. Okay. I think in the part that you're going to listen to later, I will have already hit this list, but on the click, you should expect no inhibitions, you should expect profanity, you should expect prolific use of marijuana and drug talk, you should expect dog snoring, dog licking peanut butter. Added in this particular uh, edition, dog sniffling, John sniffling, John burping, dog burping, uh, dog coughing, no, 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 dog doesn't cough, but John coughs like a, enough for the cat, the dog, and, um, and a, any snots, he loogies, he's, he's gross. So you should expect gross, dude. But in getting all of that, in return, I give you a solutions-oriented outlook. I bring my best attitude. I am full of self-reflection, and my analysis is always respectful. And I cry a lot. <laughs> For a dude, I cry a lot. And definitely uh, up your speed. You know how to do that with your little device? You just go in there where it says, probably in playback, or some other play feature that you have a speed adjuster, go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. Are you up far enough? Probably not. Go up further. Those are my tips for how to get through this without onerous uh, obligation on your side. If any of that rubs you the wrong way, I totally get it. There are 17 million podcasts, if I had to guess. So you know what? I bet you could listen to something else. But if you're still listening to this, well, you, me, the dog, the cat, that makes four of us. And <clears throat> there's no cat. Where'd the cat go? Now there's only three of us. So there's three people listening. And Phoebe's going to fall asleep in a second. So really, this is just you and me. And if you're out there, thank God. Because otherwise, I'm crazily talking to myself in third person. Which I probably am. I've done it before, I will do it again, and I'm not ashamed of it. I don't have a message here that I think is all that listenable. I'm not here to give you the top 10 most amazing things caught on camera in 1992. No, I don't give a fuck what those are. Actually, I'd probably watch that video. But if you were to uh, summarize what I'm doing here, it kind of breaks down like this. There are these repetitive characters in my dream I call camel lionesses who have disappeared for a while. I haven't seen them in a long time. But for a while, especially in the moments of my life where I'd probably say I had most given up on myself, they were everywhere. They were running through my dreams like giraffes at the zoo. And I say giraffes at the zoo because they're tall. They're like seven and a half or eight feet tall. So you can always see them when they're in the room because they're the tallest fucking thing in the room. Well, not always, but usually. So... Their presence is one of these, I'll call it a gimmick, a dream, quirk, that I've always thought was my subconscious revealing to me what I was too thick-headed or stubbornly uh, ignoring um, that frankly needed to be brought back into play. Let's say that I was being dismissive of my relationship with my parents um, or in fact using them in a way, or lying to them in a big way, which if discovered would be devastating. All these kinds of platforms I might put myself up on that were just risky situations waiting to tear my life apart. They would show up and start asking me questions like, what do you think 
relationships between parents and children is like as time goes on or what you know that is and and that is so not what they do so let me not misrepresent them at all and let me say <clears throat> that would be we would be at a benefit for say good parenting and there'd be tens of thousands of people in this room and the camelionesses would be among the celebratory table of 50 or table of 17 up on stage or whatever and at some point they would get the microphone and they would speak about a situation that would be my situation exactly and how they had found themselves tempted to do blank 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 which is what i'm doing or whatever and then how they worked through that problem so i'd wake up going huh huh <laughs> there's those fucking camel INSs again and um, and then it got more personal. Then they got to know me. They became characters I interacted with in my dream, not just characters that I dreamt about. And that's when they would start giving me the gift of forgiveness to myself. I think the biggest lesson they taught me was that I was holding myself accountable to a level of guilt and shame that was psychotic and that I wasn't psychotic but that beating myself up with this level of contempt for myself as if I had failed myself was one of the silliest things they'd ever encountered they made me learn to laugh at myself in my darkest parts of myself instead of shamefully close that off like someone with a key to a dungeon that never ever unlock because that's where the worst of me is trapped away the worst of me is nothing more than memories of days when i wish i'd done better how do you want to trap that in the de deepest darkest part of you lock it up and pretend that that's what nobody gets to know about ah fuck that i realized that I've really not done anything all that wrong. I mean, yeah, I have a felony record. Yeah, I have uh, no friends. And yeah, I have basically lived my life in a capacity that I now sit alone at 7.13 on the morning of December 2nd. Not even sure I'm going to not be alone on Christmas. And yet, I'm me. For the first time ever, I'm comfortable that if this is who I am, somebody who's going to Nietzsche out and fucking live his life in some sort of waiting to be scrawled on the inside of chimneys fashion, I'm okay with that. Because I just want to live my life as me. It's so much easier than trying to plug in to the 2.3 children and 2.3 Cadillacs and 2.3 fucking big screen TVs or whatever the averages are that I would have if I had wife and kids. You know what I'd have? I'd have kids that hate me and a wife that had been cheated on. That's what I'd have. So whatever guardian angels kept me from being that guy, I think was kind of ascribed. I think I came here with a trigger dick ready to go because as soon as it lit, all it wanted to do was light itself up in every torch it could find. And I always just figured I'd settle down and eventually want to be with somebody. And I never did. And I dated some fantastic women all of whom deserve better than me. So none of them had to settle for me either. 
But I also know that what came with my time on this planet here at this time, maybe not in all my go-rounds, but this time for sure, was no kids were going to be with me now. So, and I'm pretty sure, if, even if I had partnered up, I, I don't know if I partner up to date what that means. I've never seen that. I didn't know, I don't, and I don't think that's available. So, um, so I, I, I anticipate living my life alone. And when I came to this planet, I always knew two things. I knew I was here to witness something. And I think in a way, I knew I was here to be alone. And so desperately did this planet make me feel out of place. And so hard did I try to fit my jagged edges into some sort of synchronicity with another person, a jagged person. I specifically set out to find the damaged. And I did. And the amount of reflective energy that came back at me for both my misbehaviors and their subsequent reactions and loss of trust, other things, on in the process... Well, it just was a spiral of forcing me into the lowest versions, the lowest hum, the lowest vibration I had. And once I was there, I just saw no point of crawling back out. In that way, I had failed life. I hadn't come here to experience the lowest of the lows, the reflective energy that comes back as if to knock your knees out from underneath you. I knew that. So, when the camel lionesses convinced me that the only way to think of crawling back up out is to realize you haven't fallen in. Well, that almost overnight stopped my process of self-flagellation. Now, I don't forgive myself for being piss poor with my choices of how to treat my girlfriends. No, I was a douche bag of douche. And deservedly, if any of them came across a park and slapped me in the face and said, you know what, you've deserved that for 24 years. I'd be like, 24 years, that would make you, uh, who? Laurel, maybe? Lauren, maybe? One of the Laurels? One of the Laurens? Point is, that slap could come, bop, 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 bop from about 38 different uh, people, and I'd be like, yep, 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 other cheek, please, other cheek, please. And so, I now laugh at the fact that I let my life toilet bowl like that. Not that I laugh at the damage I did, but I look back and think about some of the smiles that we had together. Now, <clears throat> is that fair? Maybe not. But it's brought my life back to a balance and a level of production in which I'm doing good things again. I'm being myself again. I am comfortable with all my mistakes because they're minimal now. I'm not going to wander off on some woman and treat her with the disrespect I did in my 20s when I was still trying to figure out what Jagged Peace was going to complete me. Do you complete me? No. Nothing does. Not even Jerry Maguire. Well, maybe Tom Cruise would have completed me, but he didn't seem to complete much. And... Tom Cruise is kind of the ultimate, <laughs> uh, 
I wonder if he and I have a lot in common. Guy out there. Because he's always looked so zany to cover up that he's hurt. And he doesn't know why he's hurt. I never knew why I was hurt. I didn't understand how much having two parents who loved me but didn't love each other hurt me. Especially in relationship contamination uh, character points. Because I had a lot of them. And I didn't know where they were coming from, nor did I understand them, until I finally stepped outside of myself and saw how I was convinced I was unlovable because of the way my parents didn't love them, didn't love each other. If they couldn't be in love, then what, what was I bringing to the table that offered anything of substance? And these professional beat-myself-up moments were the kinds of things that I knew were going on in my head, but I didn't realize were contaminating my emotional states, my vibrational energy, because I didn't believe in any of that shit. And still I have a hard time believing in it, but because of repeated evidential, evidentiary, evidence-trailing patterns of expectation versus results, well... At some point in life, you got to get honest with yourself and realize it's all in play and you're affecting it all, right? Like, I'm about to affect this room with a cough. Except pose, 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 pose. All right. I literally got on to talk about none of this. Although I'm sure I got on to talk about all of this. Because here on the last episode, if ever there was something that I wanted to... Hmm. To convey... It's that self-analysis, drilling down on behaviors that your parents might have foisted into your environment at an age when you were impressionable enough to start believing some things that turn out not to be even remotely true. Those impressions can last your whole life and can lead you to believe that they're stemming from within, that you're actually the fountain of which they are blossoming. Because fountains blossom, whereas flowers, they just sort of spurt in these patterns of elegant, wow, that was cool. So, even if you cross your metaphors, or flat out butcher them like I do, that doesn't ruin your point. We all have a point. We're here. The very manifestation on planet Earth is your point. So yeah, do you have a point? Of course you do. And that point is, don't lose track of who you are. Don't allow those moments of, I guess I'll do this, even though this totally is fucking bullshit. It's not what we should be doing. Blah, blah, blah. This is not me. Not how I'd be running things. No, no, no. Those voices matter. They are there to tell you, hey, you're not being yourself. And... Sometimes I think if you really are honest with yourself, you'll come to say, well, you want me to be myself, but in this working environment, that's impossible. Okay. What that tells me is you're in the wrong fucking job. <laughs> or maybe you are working too much entirely anyway. What are you working for? Who are you working for? What's the point? Money to pay bills? Money to send kids to school? Money to go to the corner store and buy some hooch? What are you working for? 
Do you need to work as much as you do? Do you need to work in the capacity you do? And if you reduced your commitment to work, would you reduce your commitment to stress in your life? I know 80% of you just said, duh, but that's where you start. Stop accepting that 80 grand a year is the only way you can be at peace. It's what's driving you crazy. I'm kind, I'm understanding, and I'm forgiving. I am not in need of fancy dinner restaurants. I am not in need. Well, I am in need of travel. I am not in need of a sweatshirt better than this tattered one I'm wearing right now. Well, yeah, I probably couldn't go out in public in this. But for kicking around the house, this outfit rocks. And this outfit wouldn't be available at the local thrift store. It's not good enough. But I love it. And I found that if I can find that level of harmony across my life, I don't have to live on a lot because I get so much in return in other ways. Our value system in America is fucked up. And I'm not one to go preaching from the moral pulpit or bully pulpit or any other pulpit. I don't preach. I tell you what I've experienced. Chasing down financial return lost me into a world of gambling and excess that was so out of control, I'm surprised I lived through some of it. And uh, I don't deny anybody else they're wanting to find that road complete and total <laughs> collision of consequence that inevitably arises, no matter who you are. <clears throat> Even if you're entire world is built on the good fortune of winning your lifestyle without doing anything more than sitting in a game and beating opponents at the very same game, at some point you'll come to realize that you've never really worked for anything. You'll long for a day on a cattle ranch bailing hay to prove that you're not incapable of that level of productivity. Because push comes to shove, you won't make a living playing cards in the next reality. And you won't make a living bailing hay either, but you'll need to have some level of belief in yourself to make it through and persist in the next version of Earth. And if that's not for you, well, then maybe you are a clone or a reptile in a skin suit. We're going to listen to this next part, which might just kill all momentum you have, period, for living, because, well, this part might have sucked, but the next part, oh my god, oh my god, are you going to listen? Are you really? Okay, well, this is me signing off and letting you go into, I don't even know, what, the wonderland of wasteland? Happy 53 to me! Bye! Unpause. Yeah, so, I uh, kind of ran all the hot water out, duh. Um... But this gives me 10 to 15 minutes to dive into what I think some of the connectivity in my dreams represents or could represent. And in one of those um, connections sits this really bizarre dream I had that was lucid from the beginning.
and in fact, uh, stands out as the only dream I've ever had that's anything like this. And what it was is almost like a congratulatory line from a wedding. And instead of everybody coming by the bride and groom, it was me walking up this this inner earth, earth, dirt, like caverny, uh, you know, miner, miners, not young people, but people mining. Um, and, and there were, there were people and they weren't people. Well, there were these dwarf creatures with their arms, like in their, coming out of like their midsection almost, or whatever. They had these pudgy faces. They were just built stockily. They had funny waists and legs. And <clears throat> they were sitting on, well, not sitting. They were all standing, clapping for me, patting me on the back as I was ascending this passageway. And they were kind of behind a rope almost even, saying, we're so glad you made it, you know, and congratulations, and we knew you could do it, and way to go, man. And the reason that I say I never had a dream like this is, one, that happened for the whole dream. I never emerged from the tunnel, even. And the dream lasted a good four to five minutes. In dreamland time, it felt like forever. And I kept thinking, well, that's got to be the top. Well, that's got to be the top. As I would look forward, but then all of a sudden, I'd just be corralled by these, these dwarves telling me how proud they were of me. And on they would push me, and I would go further up. And then it would happen again. So, that dream was sometime between 2016 and 2018. And was so vivid, it woke me up. I woke up from it, still in it, could not get back to sleep, and knew it immediately what I had just been through. Like, not trying to piece it together, not it all came back to me at once. It was, I almost woke up as if to say, enough, en enough, enough. And I think that's right about when the double moon dream, well, not the double moon, but whatever moon sun thing was in the sky, that dream, I think, stopped right about that same time. I noticed that, too. I'm not realizing that now in retrospect. I noticed it at the time. Hang on. Here comes a cat. Cat? No? Mm -hmm. So, another 10 minutes before I can go shower. <clears throat> so what could that dream mean? Well, it could mean that we as a species made it. It could mean that I, as an individual, ascended into a position that was unexpected. Or it could mean I'm watching too much Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Or it could mean all of the above. It could mean none of the above. None of this is scientific. None of this is even 
logical. It's just fascinating. Because these characters, these sort of hunchy dwarves, have been in other dreams of mine. But usually just as a character, like one of them. Or two of them at the most. And usually they're like uh, goofballs or pranksters. And like, you know, having a good time. They're just, they're dipshits. And I'm afraid I'm probably one of them. Like, I think that might be part of what happened too. Is that I finally registered enough soul, metal, material, points, mana, whatever you want to call it. To reclaim my position among my own people. I Maybe I am one of the souls that's been trapped here trying to get home. It kind of feels that way. So maybe this whole calamity isn't going to happen. Maybe I was on a timeline that was going to be calamitous, but somehow managed to pull my shit together just in time to jump timelines to the one where <gasps> abundance and ascendance are here. Because haven't you heard, the Galactic Federation of Light is about to rain down manna from heaven and make us all beings of just wonder and creative bonobo happiness. I think we're all going to become Danish or something. But, um, see that stuff? <clears throat> I, I'm going to dive down Alien Road in the next round. Because I don't buy into any of that. None of it resonates as true to me. Now, some of it feels right. I do think that there are ancient... Are they star-traveling civilizations? Are they just the civilizations that happen to live in the dimensions right outside of Earth? Are they just the civilizations who've been here forever and live underground? I mean, I do believe there are others. Do I believe they came from wormhole galactic... Light your civilizations of travel away? I don't know. I don't rule it out. But I don't immediately assume that's their origin. So, I need to see more on this. This is a place where it feels a little bit like I'm going to visit Nonsense Land. But I will 100% be giving it my, my full attention as to how much truth there may be here to unfurl. And... That would be part of, I could be wrong, um, but I'm not going to be wrong about wanting to take this hot shower, so did I cover the, well, okay, so could this timeline just be the one that is going to ascend? Sure. I mean, why not, right? I mean, give me some of that galactic golden shower. That'd be, well, I mean, or some other kind of. Galactic shower would be fine too. Oh, okay. Takes longer than 15 minutes to reheat the hot water tank, I found out. <sighs> but that just gives me more time to <sighs> winnow out the nonsense that is the Galactic Federation is here to watch us all ascend into the fifth dimension and off we go to the Pleiadian light mobiles where, like, Luke and Leia, we will find our true origins and destinies and all end up partying with a bunch of three-foot-tall teddy bears. Um, <clears throat> well, being a Hollywood kid myself, 
cool, yeah, totally, but really, 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 oh, the Arcturians, the Pleiadians, the, uh, the Zeta Reticulans, the Reptilians, the, uh, the Octopi, the, uh, Beta Pi, the Theta Pi, um, the Beta Theta Pi, all these incarnations of babysitters. What about just humans fixing humans? What's this need to be invited to a more, what, evolved, more conscientious, more, we don't run around with guns and shoot each other people? Well, I mean, those people right here on Earth just leave America. Do you know what every other country looks at America and thinks, Oh, what the fuck? The guns. The guns. The guns. And the racism. <laughs> but the guns. And the fucking racism. Reparations. The world thinks would be fine. You slave-driving fucking crazy fucking gun-toting maniacs! Or at least that's what the Canadians think. Okay. Um, I doubt that hot water's heated now. It's only been four minutes. So, could that be true? Could a bunch of uh, Star Trek Romulan species of non-prime uh, uh, directive intervention decide to watch us like theater from above? in our quest for some sort of, what, self-consciousness that raises us into the sphere? Maybe. And maybe there is such a fifth dimension of, of existence where telepathy is dimension five, where thoughts now exist in shared time and space. The collective town square is no longer necessary because we are all the town square. While I love, love that idea. Love it, love it, love it, love it. No irony at all. No sense of sarcasm at all. I love it. The idea of full disclosure rocks my boat. But are we ready for that? I mean, if I have a point, it's that we're a fragile... Humanity is, is fragile because we're so susceptible to let ourselves become bigger than everything. And we have all these guns, right? Guns galore! Shower time. Premature again! <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, no, she didn't. Well, maybe she did. If I'm anything, I'm a preemie. But, it's not shower time. It's hammer time. Can't touch this. Love you, Hammer. Well, no, I never did, but love you now. Okay, again, a little recapage for some of the non-listenage uh, members of the community, which would be most of you, if not all of you. The recapage is um, things you should know if you want to play in this sandbox with me. I regret having to make this list, but I think it's only fair that I did. Uh, because without this list, where did I put this list? 
Man, I am terrible with lists. Maybe it's time I stopped making lists and started making what? Toilet paper crossword puzzles? Maybe. Maybe. Alright. Uh, with the box. There's the box. Where's the list? Be right back. Haha, it had flipped over. But you should expect no inhibitions. You should expect profanity. You should expect uh, in real-time uh, use of marijuana and marijuana derivatives, as well as explicit drug talk. You should expect dog snoring, man sniffling, man burping, man coughing, man snotting, man loogieing, man being gross. Unfortunately, yeah, you should expect that. I'm working on it, though. I'm working on it. I'm Because I bring a solutions outlook, I bring a good attitude, I bring a belief that self-reflection and respectful analysis of the situation can often show you paths you weren't even considering. And you should expect a shit ton of crying, especially from a dude. Oh, and you should expect to turn up the speed on your, uh, your playback machiner to at least 1.3. I would start there if you're just novice to this. If you're a pro, you should be at 2.5. If you're somewhere in between 1.75, 1.8, and go up from there. Because I can talk slowly. And I can also talk kind of fast. Sometimes I'm just spitting things out faster and I can't even get it out of my head. Sometimes I get to the end of the sentence. I'm like, I didn't even get to the end of the sentence. What the thought I started with? I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. So, there's a mix, but if I'm speeding up, you probably can tune out. Um, and you should expect me to question everything, including that which I think I already know. Because, if anything, the Mandela Effect taught me, it taught me that the statement, well, sure, I mean, show me evidence of something phenomenal, and I'll believe in the phenomenal. Boing, 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 Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. So, that's what you can expect. You can expect me to try to measure my speaking tone with exactly what I think I stand behind my words. If I catch myself saying something, I can usually pull it back in real time. In other words, if I have a correction to make, I usually can correct it as I speak it. Because I believe once I've spoken something, I need to be able to say, yeah, I said that. Do you have a point against it? Let's have a conversation. At which point, I may say, having had conversation BCCC with DDDDE guy, I now believe FFFFG. <sighs> That's what I call evolving intellectually. Um, <sighs> what took so long? Maybe that's what I call evolving spiritually. I like to say that I'm a spiritual person, but I don't believe I had any practice being spiritual. 
when I took the last break, it's not like I prayed, but I believe what I went through was as close to asking for the guidance of God as any other contextual framework in which I can place the action. I wanted a spiritual lift from something bigger than myself. How is that not asking for help from God? Asks the atheist. Whoa, bro. You talk a lot about God if you're now an atheist. No, whoa, bro. I still don't know about God. But I certainly am no longer a committed atheist. Because too much evidence is weighing against that being the more likely choice. Evidence? What kind of evidence? Evidence? What? Like, with a microscope and a, another microscope and maybe a periscope? Whatever scope are you using to find evidence of God, for God's sake? Well, what if in all of your routes to denial, you still were peppered over your head with reminders that the coincidental nihilistic anarchistic model of none of this makes any fucking difference do what you want you only get one shot well it's all bullshit it's all bullshit <clears throat> and I kind of got to wait till the next round to tell you why I know that because talk about I could be wrong. Oh, God. Yeah, I got I definitely was wrong. And, <clears throat> and this is why I'm especially um, uh, ill-equipped to speak in these, um, in this regard. Other than personal, 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 personal experience. Because I don't know of the connection that I sense of connecting to that which is the source of the universe as necessarily connecting to the creator of the universe. I think the universe just is. And inside of that experience, we have been watching the consciousness of self-realized uh, awareness uh, in 3D time and space, maybe 5D, maybe 7D. I don't really know how big the D could go, but obviously it goes to 4D because here we are. If nothing else, this experience has grown to this point. Maybe the expansion of the universe means it grows infinitely into every dimension possible. And we're just the tip of the iceberg. The, <laughs> all right, I won't say it. Okay, the Tepe de Asperg. The Gobekli Tepe? Yes, exactly. So, is that to there are people living inside the moon watching us throw nuclear weapons at each other? 
Could be. Could be too much of that for you. I, I, I could see that. I mean, hell, sometimes it's too much for me. <laughs>